the bare necessities, the simple bare <clears throat> I'll try and be a bit enthusiastic because it's the milestone episode. Though. Yeah. Here I go. Hello and welcome to episode 10. No, ladies no, and gentlemen. No, oh, no. Was that too high? Oh, quite the opposite. Too much. You sound oh, like no, not enough. You sound like you were giving a eulogy with a gun to your head. Hello and welcome, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's not. It's not just. Sorry, lot. It's not just volume. It's pitch. Hello, it? hello and welcome you, to episode ten. Yeah, that's Hi. better, but slightly less. Yeah, you know, serial killer. Slightly less Dale Winton in there. Well, look, episode ten. Nonetheless, regardless of my introduction, has now begun. This is the show. <laughs> it, this is what you've got. This is the one with the milestone. I'm Isaac. And right over there, virtually speaking, is Declan. Wow, long pause there, Declan. I'll be editing that one out <laughs> for sure. Well, I, I didn't know whether you were going to say is or sits no, or whatnot. No, so. none of those. Right. Well, how okay. are you doing? Uh, as well as one could be for having got up what seems like three minutes ago. Mm, this is definitely the closest to waking up that we've recorded, and I wonder if that will be an obvious <laughs> thing for the listenership. God, this is a lethargic show. I'll listen to it at bedtime. Well, the milestone really is deserving of such attention, isn't it? I thought so. I think we've put a lot of thought into this. We have a Google document. Up I know, right? Well, yeah. Unprecedented. All the effort and energy has gone into preparing it so that now I've none left. I'm spent. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad. How do you feel though? Did you ever imagine as a young boy growing up in the backwaters of Essex that you'd one day develop and flourish into a podcast with 10 episodes under their belt? No. I imagine I, that you did. I, I didn't. I did sort of dream of having a podcast when i first discovered mm -hmm. them and i was uh yeah. i was really interested in in just starting one uh just me i didn't have any friends um oh. but i realized that i lacked not only the knowledge of how to upload one or how to submit it anywhere that anyone <laughs> other than myself would be able to listen to it but also mm -hmm. that i lacked every single piece of necessary physical equipment to do so. Oh, yeah. And so, given that that's basically only a microphone. Yep, it was a real pipe dream. Well, a pipe dream that nonetheless has been realised today as we barrel on boldly into uncharted waters well, for episode 10. You say this, however... What, are you saying it's just more of the same? No, oh, oh, I mean, that definitely. <laughs> sorry. Wow. Sorry, to, sorry, sorry to burst that <laughs> bubble straight I've away. actually put, in editing, I've put a celebrate good times party bed under this entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> and no, it doesn't get annoying. The grandstand theme. That's it. Yeah. Um, no, well, I, I feel that we may have to break up the union. Oh, no. Is that our union or Indeed. this kingdom united? No, ours. Okay, well, elaborate on that. Um, well, in just Water. the last five minutes, as I left the room to get a drink before recording this podcast. Um, Little glimpse there behind the scenes of the life <laughs> of the broadcaster. <laughs> um, Can't wait for the memoir. I opened up Facebook, as mm -hmm. one does, and it offered me the chance to have a look back through my Facebook memories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is always a sad time for me because I I came to social media very late. Um, I think I only got Facebook in upper sixth or something. Oh, wow. That must be like, for context, what year is that? 2011? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, it was like being the 40-year-old virgin, essentially. 
Um, mm-hmm. and except you're 18. Yeah. And a virgin. <laughs> but uh so so what this means essentially is that all of the annoying facebook tropes of a 13 year old who's just discovered wi-fi um managed to find their way very much into my early social media days okay and i mean this this is still i mean two years on after that so really there's no excuse (laughs) but uh, You're an adult at this point. You're capable of making <laughs> decisions that didn't lead to wanky Facebook statuses. Yeah. But following hot off the back of something you said at some point within the last four episodes, God mm. help me if I'm going to figure out which <laughs> one exactly. If we, if we of all people knew which episodes yeah. <laughs> and which content, when we have to tweet about them, when they actually go out. Yeah. I'm like, what, what, what did we say? Because <laughs> the titles are hardly, and we have no one to blame but ourselves, oh, no. descriptive. Yeah. They don't really tell you a great deal. No, and our episode descriptions... Similarly vague. Yes, they they are intentionally focused on the briefest possible <laughs> topics that we mentioned. Something that we just both think about whilst mm-hmm. gazing off into the distance and never actually mention in the show. June 2nd, 2013... That's so weird because I was just on. I preemptively have gone to my Facebook memories because mm-hmm. I was worried that this was going to be something I'd done. No, nope. that's the guilt of my conscience. This is, I think, before we knew each other. But this, the first one, is from eight years ago, second oh, of no. June as well. Well, two thousand and nine. That's because it's on this day. Oh yeah, memories. I've, I've solved that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was the stupidest thing I've ever done. Can you believe I've been up for it? At twenty-one forty-nine. Uh-huh. <clears throat> peak peak late night Facebook status. Oh yeah. Are you ready? Catching the early evening crowd. Because this this could be the very end of the episode and the show. Mm-hmm. I genuinely do not know where I would be in life without tea. Oh no. <laughs> I fear that were it to become suddenly and tragically unavailable, I would soon be found in a gutter somewhere, begging for scraps and dancing for alms. Oh, and no, then and then so much. and then just just to make it worse, I've ended it with an ellipsis. Oh no, that's that's all of my least favourite things. Yeah. We've never covered my distaste for people ending things with an ellipsis, but it either implies it's this kind of uh, faux wistful vibe. Yeah, just like I'm just throwing this thought out. See what you guys think. Dot dot dot. Yeah, or it's like this slightly. I don't know if it's intentional, but I always read it as quite scathing. Yeah, it's uh. Horrible either way. Yeah. And of course, have so we did talk about the tea thing on air, didn't we? We did, yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm sure it's something... In, in episodes four yeah. to nine somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you remember them. <laughs> you can go back and listen to all of them if you like to catch that bit. I was going to say then, foolishly, we'd we'd link to the bit of the episode. But <laughs> can you imagine crawling back yeah. through. <laughs> through seven hours of content? So I guess the first and only question that springs to my mind is... Uh, well, no, it's it's kind of twofold, really. Why did you do that, and are you ready to publicly apologise? Um, well, as to why, mm-hmm. I can only imagine that it was something silly, like I had had just had the last tea bag in the pot. Oh no! And but, you know, my life had flashed before my eyes. And uh, and that was it, really. I I, th- I thought if if I'd come to this, but minutes later, 
I could have been left bereft. Mm-hmm. Um, as to what was the second question? Am I ashamed? Not are you ashamed? No, are you prepared to kind of apologise on record for ever I, having written that oh, and just distance yourself from it? Absolutely. I've mm-hmm. made a I've made a a pledge towards not deleting these things. Uh, That's just old because I know that most people use memories as a what shall I delete today? Thing. Yeah, no, I, I mean. I, I, I'm not saying that I haven't ever deleted stuff, um, but I, I, I'd like to leave them there as a monument to the fact that I've, I've grown as a yeah, person. Yeah, that's nice. I think, I think that's good. Um, they are. Um, it's nice of Facebook because the, there can't be many people alive who, for whom the experience of going back through old Facebook statuses is a positive, because it's just a litany of friends you've fallen out of touch with, yep. relationships that have fallen apart, yep. and indeed the most hateful you've ever been at any stage <laughs> in your own life. And the fact that Facebook thinks it's appropriate to wake us up with that notification. It's like the first thing you get from Facebook every day. Yeah. It's just, uh, I question their kind of approach to their user base. Why do they want to hurt us? Yeah. Um, and so they've really hit me with that one <laughs> over the last couple of, uh, over the last couple of years that they've been running this initiative. Um, I've, I've sadly, this is the thing about the Facebook memories thing is that it's a bit like a, a sort of ghost in that I don't know how you possibly find it. Oh, what the button itself? Yeah. It's just, is it, it kind is of it, moves around every few weeks because, my experience. because my only, uh, my only knowledge of how to get in is if I open up Facebook and it's there, I'll go <laughs> into it. But beyond that, I've no idea. Like a kind of room of requirement. Yeah. If <laughs> what you required was latent embarrassment at yeah. your previous faux pas. That's the one. So, because yeah. uh, I wanted to see who'd liked it. Because there were, would you believe it, nine people who had. Um, I do believe it, yeah. Because any T is just the uh, <laughs> the ultimate leveler when it comes to the likes. It's the ultimate, uh, it's the ultimate in virtue signalling. Yeah, fucking <laughs> it's, tea it's just, police. It's one step behind posting a, a change.gov or whatever it is. About save the spiders again. Yeah. They're always saving insects. Not that I'm against saving the bees. I love those guys. Okay, I want to put that out there on episode 10. Okay. I've been holding it back for nine episodes. My bee manifesto will be launching <laughs> soon. But change.org, one might consider that there are other things that need changing.org yeah. and that bees can't just monopolize that that entire industry of petitions speaking of launching though (laughs) (laughs) wow that is professional are you a bronze award winning i don't know if we've mentioned that before but (laughs) i don't if we haven't then allow me to set the record straight we are bronze award winners no one can take that away from us just as no one really gave it to us, <laughs> basically fixed the evening. At an event where we didn't throw seven pint glasses onto the floor. That was, it wasn't like a like a Jewish wedding, though. It wasn't intentional. No. We weren't oh, just no. celebrating amidst a flurry of broken glass and broken dreams. It was uh, we just, It was all accidental. It was just a very little, moment. Yeah, very little care for the feet of anyone at URY. Oh, yeah. And indeed, much of their other parts, <laughs> broadly speaking. But yes, yeah, so you segued us, um, may I say seamlessly, into talking. This is, as we were discussing before we went on air, uh, uh, an admin-focused episode. When you get to episode 10 of anything, or when you're like, at a season-end finale, you want to go back and have a clip show. But obviously, we don't want to edit 
that together. Fuck so man. instead what we're doing is kind of revitalizing shame as a concept. And uh, <laughs> with it, tell us about Declan, the launch of our brand new website. Yes. Well, we, we mentioned this uh, four episodes ago. Briefly. <laughs> Did we really? Yeah, we mentioned Four it. Episodes. We mentioned it in uh, in episode okay. six with the. Uh, oh no! Oh no! So it probably would have been episode. Se- well, okay. Well, here we again <laughs> bear here witness to our dreadful lack of knowledge as to the website. Sometime but we, in the last yeah, month, we mentioned that it would be coming. Yeah. Um. Oh, I know. Oh, it was. It was episode eight because right. it. Uh, oh yeah. It was with Shame City. Yeah, and it was with Lin Manuel. A predominant dweller therein. Exactly. Um, but it's official. As of me speaking now. these words, mm-hmm. he said, hoping. <laughs> shame. <Hoping we've> remembered. <laughs> Shame.city will be open for business. Oh my Christ. I hear the audience proclaim as one. So tell us about what is this shame.city you speak of, this mythical place, this last bastion of sanity. What it is, it's a little website oh, that, we, that we haven't actually quite finished as of recording <laughs> this. Because there's a bit where we've put bios of ourselves with our not, not delightful faces. And instead of any like text about it, we just went lol. Yeah. So maybe we, maybe we don't change that. Maybe we do. We'll see. Yeah. So, uh, but predominantly, Isaac has worked extremely hard to build this because yeah, I'll be honest, it's literally several other languages <laughs> for me. Uh, I, I couldn't begin to, uh, to build something like this. I kind of approach any technical task like this with the same attitude that my poor driving instructor once noted because I'd, I started driving lessons and as anyone who knows me knows, I, I cannot drive now. I'm still no. on my provisional license. I feel like I can drive mechanically. And Graham, God rest his soul, <laughs> I killed him in a car crash. Agreed <laughs> at the time. But after our first lesson, I was I was quite uh, angsty about it because I haven't really been in a car because we didn't really own a car mm. growing up. And I was just sort of, my response to stressful scenarios is to kind of barrel through. And I guess that's something that, works in a lot of cases but when you're in a car not not at all (laughs) see that's the thing it didn't not work it was just that afterwards he pulled us over after we'd done a bit of roundabouting he was like right you you're doing all right mate there's one thing you 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 are an aggressive driver on the road i was like graham i'm really sorry i was just (laughs) pressure (laughs) so yeah doing this website thing when you know so little about the whole concept is very much just kind of smashing your way through buttons until they kind of give in to your eventual desires. And I think that's what shame.city is all about. And we, it's haphazard. He, he has uh, suitably smashed this block of internet marble Ooh. into something Ooh. Uh, into something quite beautiful. Michelangelo-esque. It's got sliders. Oh, it's got plenty. It's got jokes. Yeah. It's got a very a very intrusive newsletter sign up. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to want to sign up for it because, um, well, uh, at the very least, you'll have a net gain of no emails into your life because I promise we have literally nothing, <laughs> nothing to, to contact say. you about <laughs> at the moment. It's just on the vague hope that in future we might, you know, maybe have something worth telling you about one yeah. day. 
which I think is fair enough. But we should we should say then, yeah. So the pure admin of it is shame.city. Go there now. It's going to be your hub for all things related to the podcast and our broader world. Yeah, you can uh, you can find out about the show. Yeah, um, you can find out about us. There's uh, an episode directory. Yep. with like all the artwork that you can look at. Artwork is a uh, you're right, not too strong a term here. No, not at all. Perfectly accurate. Um, if we talk about any like photos, like of a uh, uh, Eeyore's birthday party, as a little callback for you guys, there'll be somewhere. So probably, yeah, I can't guarantee it. No. We'll give it seventy percent chance. Yeah. Uh, however, mm-hmm. what there is on there, or Oof. well, not yet, but hopefully, <laughs> will yeah, be as of now a link to <gasps> a form. A form? And not just any form. You haven't made it sound very exciting yet. <laughs> not just any form. Okay. A Sent. contest form. Wow, let's just call it a competition. Uh, well, all right. Okay. Contest I was form. just trying to That's build like up a bit of suspense. <laughs> you, what you did there, you built a lot of suspense, but then you ended in the word form. <laughs> which, Fuck. as any stand-up would tell you, is one of the great errors of the trade. It's, but yeah, uh, we've done a little uh, competition contest sort of thing to just open us out to kind of give you an incentive to check it out. And at the before I explain what it is, it's shame.city slash contest. Shame.city slash contest. You're going to want to go. And my You're going God, to want to give it a taste. Haven't we got an absolute rations book of prizes to it give away to you? It disgusts me, our <laughs> simple generosity. It just flies in the face of everything I thought humanity was about. This selfish, tribalistic, no, throw that out the window. We're giving away prizes such as <laughs> a handmade <laughs> that's a shame t-shirt and it will be a shame it will be in your size your color choice maybe if you answer uh, uh, any an of email. the any of the cheapest colors available at our nearest primark such as white such as beige <laughs> but no look we let's read out the prizes because Come on then. we haven't skimped First place, right? There are three places on offer. They get increasingly shit. Imagine you know that. A tiered system. It, in this day and age, in this workaday world, that some beacon of light is handing out, like a Christ figure, basically. Prizes that include, for first place, a digital copy. And now this might quite, seem quite left field <laughs> to many of our <laughs> listeners. But we know that this is something that has internet appeal. It's won lots of Game of the Year awards. And I was just playing it last night. It's good. A digital copy of Overwatch for PC. Wow. We should say wow after each one okay. so people know they're good. A digital copy of Overwatch for PC. Wow. Oh, cool. Um, you know it's good because uh, my laptop's not good enough to play it. Yeah. But yours is, listener. So enter. Absolutely. <laughs> a custom-made That's a Shame t-shirt. Wow. wow. Now, we haven't decided if that's entirely... Because we... When we did Thought Part back in episode three, God, I knew that off the top of my head. I'm very proud. Anyway, I've derailed myself. Our original plan was to decorate t-shirts for the other one with more or less offensive, probably more statements and icons from history. Not the one you're thinking of. We'd never have gone full swash. No, 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 no. We're not Nazis, but you know, there's a fine line. And we were prepared to trade it. But so let's just say out. the Make-A-Wish Foundation was going to take an absolute <laughs> They were beating. taking a hit. <laughs> just joking, we love you guys. Um, I was about to say, if you want to send us to Disney, <laughs> 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 
again touch. I think that would be to misunderstand their entire raison d'etre. Could you imagine Quite worse publicity than two able-bodied, <laughs> able-bodied white, white men privileged males <laughs> from a podcast demanding to be sent to Disney yeah, it's less of a wish and more of a threat at this point <laughs> um, yeah we were going to decorate t-shirts and now given that we have the supplies but have not decorated them we're prepared listeners to do this for you for the lucky winners look I didn't have the heart to tell you this but I have 100% thrown that glitter away <laughs> oh, no. so we, we will have, we'll have to, to return to the pound shop yeah. also more. there's another shop called Tiger which I think if you're listening guys sponsorship deal there nice Danish shop they sell a lot of poster paints and all kinds of decorative items yeah, we're really yeah, going to make I mean, we won't special. be going there we it, going it's going to be expensive. a customised experience though isn't it it's money money yeah, can't buy these sure. quite literally no <laughs> although if you want to send us a tenner we'll make you one that's the offer. <laughs> so there's that. It might also have the podcast logo on it printed nicely somewhere, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. A random Steam code. Pfft, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Assorted. Now, this one's probably the vaguest proposition in an already vague list. Assorted TAS. That's, that's a shame. Merch. Now, we don't have any. We haven't looked into making any. No. But our promise to you is that we will at some point. And if you win... Something will arrive. I'm thinking stickers, fridge magnets, key rings. Uh, yeah, that that genre of uh, tat. This is what you refer to. <laughs> Tass tat. That's the one. Um, then we've got an invitation to be on the show if you like. Now that's special, and we'll talk more about that later. Mm. But finally, I want to introduce something that I think is going to stick with us, and I think should always be our default prize. Yeah. In anything we ever offer from this point on absolutely and these are well it says here for first place you get two exclusive shame city drown your sorrows tokens now that'll be a link you click it what do you get oh it takes you to the website it's all coming together it's like the end of an agatha christie (laughs) shame.city slash token explains basically all you need to know is that if you've got one of these tokens and you see either me or declan in the real world you come up to us, you hand us the token with a firm look in your eyes and a, a solid hand gesture. That is non-negotiable. And we'll buy you a drink of your choice from the nearest bar. Let's be honest, we'll probably be in the nearest bar. Yep. And it so will it probably be, a... be the cheapest one in, <laughs> in whatever city of the world you find us. Yeah, that's true, actually, isn't it? So we're kind of hedging our bets that we'll always be only in cheap places. But they're even... Cheap places do expensive drinks. Mm. They'll always be the most expensive. And if that's what you want, then begrudgingly and with the knowledge that we'll never want to talk to you again, yep. that's what we'll get. That you. you will be mentioned as the first point <laughs> of business in the immediately uh, in in the next episode. Not favorably. Surely. Probably not. No, if no. you come up and order a pint of vodka, <laughs> that is the end. <laughs> I will be planting so much <laughs> illegal substance on your person <laughs> and photographing with that point of there's no, such that you're taken in. There's no end to the volume of Bible spam, of, uh, <laughs> of sex education pamphlets that we yeah. will bombard every inbox Nappies you companies. Own. Yep. They also give out a lot of free samples, as Jacob knows. I like that you but said... yeah, that's the first Sorry, point. I like that you said as well that you're going to have him photographed with a... At this pint of vodka to have him taken as in as if it's just like water. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sure to point out the viscosity on camera. Uh, that's something I'll I'll handle. Brilliant. Don't worry about that. Okay. So that's our first place. 
Uh, it's pretty powerful, I'm sure you'll agree. Second place and third place are obviously just shitter versions of that, but that's what you expect. For not doing I'm as not well in the competition. To, exactly. I'm not here to give like consolation prizes. No. I can't make first place worse than third. That would be a topsy-turvy world to which I will not and cannot subscribe. No. But yeah, you want to go to shame.city slash contest and get on that hype. You've got to do a few like bullshit things like uh, sign up to the mailing list, <laughs> which again <laughs> doesn't mean anything, so don't worry about doing that. There's some stuff like following us on Twitter. You basically get more entries the more stuff you do. Yeah. And uh, that's fair. You get something. We get probably nothing. Almost let's be honest. certainly nothing. <laughs> And everyone, apart from us, is a winner. But yeah, that's the shame.city vibe. I don't think there's much more to say about it than check it out. Like no. Dickinson, we've got all that content. We've got like episode links, iTunes and Stitcher links, all the social stuff, a contact form if you want to get in touch easily, which leads us to our new email address because you'll remember that we've been plugging it quite uh, prodigiously over the last nine episodes. Yeah. Time to change all that. Some would say undoing our previous work, but I'm here to say it's a branding effort and we've thought about it. So Declan, tell us about the new email address. I have well, our hope, listeners, mm-hmm. is to uh, to really expand the shame city empire, as I'm going to call it. Ooh, you know? Goodness. Uh, in a, a bold bid of modern day internet imperialism, <laughs> uh, hasn't been enough of that lately. the uh the tiny island of of shame city will hopefully grow and like grow like a cancer uh but a yes good one. but one of those yeah benign yeah but at the same time powerful don't, <laughs> you don't want to don't, don't checked, be underestimated yeah <laughs> don't go seeing that a mole has developed you, and spread across yeah, your thorax and not run to the doctors immediately you can't be complacent in the face of any growth no so we're uh we're rebranding the email and there will hopefully <laughs> be several other emails as the days months Years. decades Oof. go by Goodness. Uh, presuming neither of us dies. <laughs> well, I mean, I wow. suppose presuming Isaac doesn't die. I, I mean, <laughs> if I <laughs> die, if I do, you're just locked out of everything. Yeah. If if I die, I mean, things will almost certainly carry on just as they did before. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we'll get a different member of the Delane family to take up the mantle. Yeah. So uh, we have <clears throat> absolutely decided that our new email address uh, for just getting in touch in general is going to be T-A-S, TAS, at shame.city. T-A-S, standing, of course, for that's a shame, at shame.city. It's easy to remember. It's easy to type. Very. It's fun. It's an exercise for the fingers, a workout that you probably aren't getting in this world. So, yeah, so if you've got anything that uh, can't be handled through the contact form, the feature form, the contest, or by signing up to the newsletter <laughs> or tweeting to us, then feel free to send us whatever you damn well like. Yeah. And we will... Your feedback, thoughts. We will, in some sense, uh, respond. Should we read our email that we got in the week? Uh, I Just think, to prove that we do. I think we absolutely must. Okay, so we've got an email from a person calling themselves Roy. Uh, Thanks, Roy. Thanks, Roy. Shout out to Roy. You can expect a token never. Dear, that's a shame cast, he says. Oh, you should probably, All kinds of... you should probably read the, uh, the subject heading as well. Oh, yeah. The subject heading is podcast cube. Bold. Um, 
and the email address includes the word cubes, which suggests to me a certain uh, theme. Yeah, and also uh, a cowardice. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is Roy fucks cubes on the daily. There's no video proof around it. If you go to shame.city, our homepage at the moment is just a big video, blurred out, of course, of Roy and a cube. Dear, that's a shame cast, he starts. All kinds of random words in that sentence Mm -hmm. capitalised. I enjoyed your latest podcast. Thanks very much. referring, of course, to episode nine. Mm -hmm. And enjoyed your feature about Ice Cube, which sounds a lot like Ice Ice Cube. Cube. (laughs) Yeah. I'd love to hear more about this in future podcasts, brackets number 11. Another bracket, we could also hear about other cubes. D's cube, question mark. Never closes the brackets, boldly. Late for me, he sends at, let's find out what time it was sent exactly. Late for me, he says at 11.09 a.m. Bold. (laughs) All the best. (laughs) So thanks, Roy, for that. Um, We probably won't be revisiting the Cube anytime soon. It's one of those seminal moments that we leave, I think. It also uh, feels like it's very open to being manipulated once I already know what all of the things are supposed to stand for. Yeah. I could make myself out to be an absolute... Non-egotistical. Yeah. Stressed. Yeah. A lie, basically. (laughs) But we appreciate, Roy, your enthusiasm for the Cube. Why not share that episode with a friend by going to shame.city, clicking on the episodes link. You can listen online now. We didn't really mention that, but you can listen to all the shows if you don't want to fuck around with uh, iTunes. God bless them for allowing us into their their fold. Then uh, have a listen straight through the website. Roy. And if you'd like to email in, you can expect that same kind of attention to yeah. I mean, if to you, detail. It, we won't be doing the cube again, but if anyone finds any similar shameful nonsense, yeah, drivel, really, uh, on the internet, to, feel free to, to send it in. Head on. And we will... TAS at shame.city. Nothing else is changing. We've still got the same Twitter handle, because whoever the fucking bastard is that's got at that's a shame and doesn't even tweet from it uh, until they can be proven dead. We can't actually approach Twitter for that handle. Whether it's by our hand or otherwise. (laughs) Whether it's photographed with a pint of vodka bleeding out slowly from the eyeballs or just not. We'll work that out. This leads us on, though. We mentioned in the contest that one of the prizes is to be a guest on the show. Declan, tell us about something we've put more thought into than the rest of the podcast combined. Our first ever feature. Second Second, Second ever. ever feature. Well, guess what, guys? Build up the tension again, because there's, an- there's another form coming. Ooh, just keep going <laughs> with this form-based fun. Hashtag <laughs> form-based fun. Um, <laughs> uh, so we are starting uh, another feature. I suppose it, it, it is our, our first real feature, because the, it's our first uh, big one. the other one is... I mean, it's fun, but it's it's very... <laughs> It's, it's simple. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that as well because I I worry that it's an indefinite story. Do you think it never ends? Well, we didn't have to click on anything to start it. You opened the app True, and yeah. that was it. So I worry that the idea, the notion of being hooked, know, is literal. In that you have, you simply there is no I'm end. I'm not ready for that kind of commitment. No, <laughs> I reckon if we if we were to click through enough to get to the end, then they have some hurried and beleaguered <laughs> intern that they're hiring through like Elance from Pakistan or something in yeah. a call centre being underpaid by the West 
to just type out new nonsense about the random baby. <laughs> Quick, what's he doing now? There's no just end. get rid of the random baby. There's a small car again. There's no end to the things that will be attributed to the absentee father. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, leaving that shameful feature behind, we're, yeah. uh, we're moving on and we're hoping, given the wonderful feedback we had after episode six, definitely this time, with, uh, yeah. with the wonderful Jay Dange, we're hoping to get some more people on the show. Because uh, we don't want you to tire to fatigue of our voices now no. that we've moved to a twice a week schedule. We want to give you some variety, introduce you to some new people, yeah, and some, some new faces, some new perspectives on the on the idea of shame. Yeah, um, because whilst we do have an inexhaustible <laughs> every catalog, day, I find ten more things. Yeah, at the very least that are that particularly hate. shameful. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we feel as though it'd be good to bring in some fresh voices. So essentially. Um, if you would, uh, if you'd like to get in touch, if you'd like to perhaps have a go on the show, if you've got a show uh, that you wish to promote and you want to, uh, you want to come on here and, and meet a new audience, then uh, absolutely head to the website. Yeah, it'll be on there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> haven't decided where yet. <laughs> no, but but, but it'll be there. The show, but we forgot. Um, and it will also be uh, posted in various places around the internet. Yes. Um, or indeed, if you can't find it, just get in touch via our new email, tass <sighs> at shame.city. Yeah. Bronze Award, guys, Bronze Award. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and we'll send it out to you. But yeah, it's essentially a segment in which you get to come on uh, and in a not at all ripped off from Room 101 <laughs> segment, <laughs> Why you, would will detail, think that? <laughs> you will detail uh, to us something that you particularly despise yep. find saddening Loathe. find shameful uh, and we'll uh, we'll have a little chat about it and see whether or not we agree with you i mean as we go on maybe the feature itself will develop lord knows it Here's probably hoping. needs to <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh some sort of again not not ripped off from room 101 uh, like a, a hall of shame kind of thing where uh, all of the most shameful things brought on will i don't know be on okay. the internet Get a and sticker. then once a year, they all get to parade around the town. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a dress little up like Mardi Gras. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be big, guys. Check out the website for that shame city. But yeah, if you're uh, if you're anyone really, all you need is a microphone and Google Chrome, and we can have you on. And we'd uh, yeah, we the more the merrier, really. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's something we're quite excited about. I like meeting new people. I know Especially everything I've said so far <laughs> yeah. would suggest otherwise. Uh, yeah, we like meeting new people when we don't have to see them or indeed speak to them for longer than, say, 20 minutes. Yeah, that's the ideal length. You get in, you get out. You've made a friend for life. Someone you can count, really count on, yeah. I think. Um, so, yeah, get in touch about that. You can, like we say, there'll be forms all over the gaff. It's a, it's a very form-centric episode, you'll have noticed. But if you can't find it and you'd like to come on, just click on the contact form on the site. Put like, let me on the show, please, all in caps in the subject line. And we will do just that. I think that's all the admin out of the way. I couldn't deal with it's another taken second. 35 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Powerful stuff, guys. Which leads us, of course... Oh, no, I've got one more bit of housekeeping. Oh, <laughs> I, just remembered. Oh, no. I just wanted to address something from episode eight, Shame City, which we've mentioned We've been fact-checked, Declan. You may have seen in our email. Oh, I, I did see, yes. We had an email from uh, my girlfriend, 
about some of the it's how, spurious lies. It's how she always gets in touch with It's how with we him. contact each other. Yeah. <laughs> Their relationship is very, very form-centric. <laughs> yeah. Like most things in my life, it goes through the vehicle of Gmail. <laughs> and um, she wanted to pull us up on a couple of things related to specifically my... Oh, no, actually, I think there was something you said as well, representation of Hamilton. Okay. Uh, first of all, we may have misattributed the first line or misspoken. I meant to say that Lin-Manuel's first line in the show is my name is Alexander Hamilton Alexander Hamilton and there's a million things I haven't done and um, of course regardless of who's saying it and when it comes it's still abject shit (laughs) I don't think she was really queering we're we're not relinquishing our grasp on on that particular aspect of what we said and then next uh, I made the bold claim that Lin-Manuel had in his narcissism, put himself on the poster. The poster is, of course, a silhouette. I maintain it is of Lin Manuel. There's no. It's supposed to be of Hamilton. There's no chance in hell that it is not. There is. It's difficult to prove. I've emailed the producers about it. Cameron <laughs> McIntosh will be getting back to me. I imagine very shortly. Did you see though that um, for some reason we've now gone into a Hamilton news segment? Riz Ahmed, who we know and love from such films as Four Lions, Rogue mm-hmm. One maybe playing Hamilton when it comes to the West End. That's what really? the buzz is. Oh, wow. I think I like him enough that that would be a tempting proposition because I really like that guy. As long as Lynn's not in it, I mean... Oh, yeah, yeah, as long as he's as far away from the whole project as can be... I'm sure he'll be conceived. opening it up with a little speech. Every night he'll be doing a different <laughs> rap. <laughs> he's lazily stolen from somewhere else. <laughs> Changed a few words on rhymezone.com. Yep. Tragic. But, yeah, that's... Uh, we like to hold ourselves to a high editorial standard here that's a shame yeah. if we say something wrong get in touch maybe you're from change.org and you want to query the fact that everything you've ever sent me is about beat <laughs> I'm willing to have that discussion that's a sh- no TAS at shame.city <laughs> already fucking that up so look uh, I promised listeners of episode nine was it yes this, that I'd be going to an escape room you did and I would have some follow up uh, story to tell you about it so settle in pull up a nice bucket of cocoa or whatever the fuck you guys do to get off and have a listen to this so it was such a complicated experience and it lasted only an hour less than an hour actually because spoilers we did escape in under the <laughs> hour's time um don't want to keep people on edge for that for too long because i don't want to put that strain on your cardiovascular system of course not but so much happened in such a small amount of time that we had to spend a couple of hours afterwards in a pub like just writing it down because there was there was almost too many steps involved in this absolute <laughs> rubik's cube of an escape room and my main takeaway from it was that it was it was really fun there was lots that was um nonsense of course but the main thing that i want to get across as I explained to you what happened in this escape room is that I think escape rooms in general have the potential to be the best art ever devised (laughs) as long as they're themed around just horrible saw-esque murder. There is so much scope to make it the most terrifying experience you could imagine. So this one we rocked up. Jacob had booked us, uh, for some reason, maybe it was anyone left an eight o'clock start (laughs) at night. And Canterbury, as you can probably imagine from just the name of the place, is not, it's not vibrant in any meaningful sense of the term. It has that quality that a few of these small cities do. City and inverted commas. Um, 
that after like 5.30, everything's closed and everyone's vanished, probably into pubs, uh, into depression, maybe into the church. And so we strolled along the high street at 7.45 or something because I didn't really know where it was. I just knew it was somewhere along there. And we were looking out just past the normal shops, just silence everywhere. It's like tumbleweed just scooting past. And eventually we happened upon this place, which we've definitely walked past quite a few times because it is just on the main road. It's a really nondescript entrance, which doesn't, you might think that's part of their theme that they're like a secret organization, but it's actually got nothing to do with it. And just, they haven't bothered to do any outside. Wonderful. Which is fine. (laughs) Okay. And we went inside a completely empty office that looked like there'd been a bomb scare and everyone (laughs) just ran out and just sort of sat down on our own for a little while on a sofa before the only person who was working there (laughs) came out and very, she was very nice. She just greeted us, told us a bit about the concept of an escape room. Uh, We had to sign a waiver, which is always a good sign before any activity on a little iPad. And then, but she was being, everything about it so far was like we were signing on for job seekers allowance or something. It was a very sterile office environment. It was iPad. There was no, uh, there was no sense of what was to come. There's this kind there's, of continued. Yeah, there's there's no part of your story so far that couldn't easily be looking for the doll cue. Yeah, exactly. And so this was all about to change, actually, let's be fair. Okay. Because she led us up to, we had to leave the building first and go into the next door building, which had a big Airbnb sign above it. Oh, that's so that good. Was, not at all. Was, it's an escape room <laughs> slash Airbnb. Not at all cumbersome. <laughs> <laughs> Weird uh, design choice there. But when we got up, that's when it really kicked in. The first thing I was met with was a big chalk sign that said... Sorry, is that is that just a, a really good scam that if you don't escape in the hour, you've just got to pay to stay? <laughs> you, just live there, yeah. you pay for the night. <laughs> it's a powerful bit of marketing. There was a big sign on a door in chalk that said, next hanging, Jacob and the peasant, because he had opted not to tell them my name. <laughs> so I was just the peasant. Jacob and the peasant sounds like a really shit kind of punk band can can, well. can we also say that um had he not put oh sorry had he uh put your name down there's no uh guarantee that it would have been correct and oh, no, might i been. ask you to very briefly explain your very memorable trip to the hairdressers yeah okay yeah I, i've had this in my list to mention for a while because there are ongoing it's pretty much every month or something <laughs> a new name-based error occurs <laughs> and this comes from a position of you know, I haven't got a name that's from a non-dominant ethnicity. It's Isaac, as you'll know. I don't know why I just told you guys. It's not like people are failing to spell uh, some Nigerian surname because they've never bothered to gaze outside their own window. This is a five-letter name. Two of them are the same letter. You'd think it would be kind of easy. That's just the first name. So when I was at York for three years, I went to the same hair place i can never think of the right word hairdresser it sounds a bit fancy it wasn't really barber it was just let's call it a haircut shop (laughs) okay we're all agreed (laughs) okay for the whole time i really don't like getting my hair cut and in fact it's something i need to do like today or tomorrow just a bit of behind the scenes there and so when i find somewhere that works and that seem to you know just broadly take into account any of the specifications that you offer when they ask what you actually want done rather than just winging it, as many are wont to do. I tend to stick with them. And stick with them I did. It was one of these, like, had ideas above its station places, 
that when you'd go oh. in, they would ask, have you been here before, sir? And I'd be like, yep, lots of times, like last month, <laughs> the month before that, and the month before that. And then they were like, right, okay, if we could just take a name. They didn't take bookings, but they needed to know your name for some reason every time you went. And I would always have this painful exchange with the many and varied members of staff who ended up working there across the three-year period where they were looking up my name on a database. And it's my full name is Isaac Bernier-Doyle. So it's, I'm not under any illusion that it isn't both long and wanky. But if you imagine how many times I've had to spell it already, I've got that down to a T. B-E-R-N-I-E-R hyphen D-O-Y-L-E. There's a cadence to it. I know where I stand. It's like a phone number. Exactly. It's like the BDDD thing that we were talking about. Yeah. So people still get it, wrong, but fuck It's em. like ACDC, like you said. <laughs> <clears throat> so every time I'd go in, there'd be this stilted kind of exchange as they looked me up on this database. And I'd say, they'd say, can you spell that for me? First name, Isaac. Yeah. I, is that two S's? No, that's two A's. Yeah. <laughs> like God wrote in that Bible. And they'd, so they'd find that, that bit was all right. And then the surname, sir, that's B E. And I'd spell that as well. And eventually after looking up variants, I'd be like, maybe it's under BD, because that's what I, I say to people that I don't want to spell it to. Maybe it's under Doyle. Like There are lots of variants. But after going through all of these every time, a kind of knowing smile would appear on the faces of the the reception person. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, sir. I, I see it. I see what the issue was. We found it. Go and sit down. You'll be called when it's your turn. And so the last time I ever went to this place, and I vow never to go again, having found out what I did, I decided to investigate this a little further. And as luck would have it, they'd, I can't remember what they were doing. They were like the back room or something was being redone. So for some reason, the desk with the computer on was in a slightly different place. And that slightly different place was in front of one of the hairdressing like stalls, which has, as you'll know, a big mirror on the wall. So Mm -hmm. I could see behind what they were doing on their overly secret computer screen. Yeah. I always kind of resent when somewhere like Sainsbury's, they really hold that monitor off away from you. Like it's got some secret knowledge. You are not allowed to see it. I hate that. All sorts of state secrets. <laughs> and so I go through the whole rigmarole again. Isaac. Nope. That's two A's. One S. Yep. No, no Z's. Nope. I know it sounds like there's one, but there's not. <laughs> I promise. Uh, Bernie O'Doyle, B-E-R-N-I, yeah, hyphen. No, there's definitely a hyphen, yeah, Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E. Nothing there, try B-D, okay, try Doyle, try Bernie. Sir, we can sit, there it is, I've I've found the problem. And I, at this point, lent just to the side as she was kind of typing in that my appointment was, was now on to see what over this three-year period had been the ultimate goal of this interaction and why every time... I'd ever experienced this, this same kind of wistful, just a, ah, I, I see what the problem is. So that tone had emerged from all these different people's voices, all these like hairdressing students who were going through the system. And what it was, my name was written I-S-S-A-C, of course. Wonderful. That's the forename. Surname. Bernie no, no, seven question marks in a row. Isaac, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. And then two more. Every day for three years that I went there, I'd been spelling out my entire name 
for <laughs> fucking no reason. What? It, they didn't even have the decency to like to edit like, it. Oh yeah, so uh, someone's put you in under um as if you were some kind of mystery Eurovision. <laughs> it's like seven times question marks. Do you want me to update? No, no, that's fine. It's just Isaac, so like lazy that, you know, okay, the first person doesn't get it right. Or like maybe you said it over the phone, there was some interference, nobody could could quite hear. But then for three yeah. years to see it and be enough of and a... that's not an exaggeration. It, it no. was probably like yeah. at most every month and a half I would leave between going to this same place for three years. To just fucking leave it. To be called Issac, Mr. Question Mark. Isaac, whatever. Like I'm fucking having my identity withheld from the public <laughs> because I'm wanted for some dreadful public crime. Horrible idiots. So yeah, to go back to the sign, if Jacob had told them my name, I can only imagine what concomitants <laughs> of symbols and character hell would have ended up on there. They'd probably have just gone with Jacob and the peasant anyway, yeah. let's be honest. So we go through... Oh, no, no. Out here is now where it really ramps up into the story. We start to be fed all this. As you can imagine, a lot of the power mm-hmm. of the escape room is in how much they can preset the atmosphere. So oh, yeah. you're not just treating it like a room. You're treating it like an immersive, almost theatrical experience. So like that, um, like that wonderful video before, uh, before Laser Quest. Very much like the time jump so video. So did you feel the power of the cogs? Did you feel... I'll be honest, I've never felt more power from a cog in my life Incredible. and i've i've dealt with a lot of clockwork in my time don't ask me why <laughs> she stands there and suddenly this friendly uh office worker character who before now had just been offering us a drink telling us where the bathroom was i'll hang up your coat sir sign this waiver don't bother reading it don't, don't worry about it she transformed into uh, the exact same person giving a pre-written 15 second spiel. Oh, right. That was to set up this. This is about the, the length of it. So guys, you're, um, obviously you're prisoners. You've, uh, you've done, you've done a treason. You've done a treason. Done a treason. A verbatim quote from the pre-written <laughs> script. You've done a treason and it's the 15th century and, um, you're going to go to prison. You'll want to escape though because it's a hanging. You'll want to escape, though, is a wonderful, like, aside. You'll want to escape from this escape room. <laughs> oh, really? I thought it was just coming out of my walls. I thought we'd very much resigned ourselves to being hanged. <laughs> I was going to live here forever. Man. You know, we, we, we actually, we've repented. We, we see the error of our ways and we're, we're very much... Uh, on board with the idea of being yeah, hanged. I mean, if, if like us, you have done a treason, then there's only one thing for it. Yeah. And that thing is hanging. Um. Now, the theming really ramps up a gear here because she pulls out of her pocket the longest, flimsiest chain you ever did see (laughs) and two padlocks. And for no good reason, because as you'll learn, the first step of the escape room was to reverse this. And that was to happen mere mere minutes later. Jacob and I were shackled together at the leg (laughs) on this like 25 foot long chain that you could probably kick apart by accident if you were just trying to step around a bit of dog shit and can we just can we just say as well that like nobody has ever ever been able to swiftly or efficiently use chains in the 21st century that there's i can't imagine that this was you know a, a process where she you know she bent down and within seconds 
you were shackled helplessly together. I imagine this was a, no. a drawn out experience in which you and Jacob had to wonder quite where to look well, yep, <laughs> for about five minutes. That could have been uh, sucked out of this fairly banal <laughs> plot point of having done, done a treason <laughs> was just removed entirely by the length and cumbersome nature, as you say, of the, the shackling itself. We had to just put our legs in weird places, had to click the padlock shucks. It didn't quite work the first time. <laughs> Regardless. Right. We are sent inside what I will generously describe as a cupboard, which Jacob whispered to me immediately. Do you think this is it? <laughs> because if it had been it, if that was the room from which we to, we were to escape and that was it, then I would have, I would have escaped and firebombed the Airbnb <laughs> into the ground. It was a tiny little dank, dark cupboard space with a bench for no reason and loads of chalk all over the walls, which was kind of cool. It was supposed to be like you're in prison tallying the days. Right. That was the theme. So there were lots of like tally marks on the walls and behind you. Well, no, you kind of went in facing a big door with a, it had like a big pole sort of a handle. Yeah. And a carabiner attached to it. And the idea was that you were going to, there was a combination lock. And the idea was you're going to decipher a combination from the walls of this room, probably pull this handle and it would open a hatch that meant you could crawl under that door into the main body of the escape room and so we looked around the walls there was only on one side of the walls was stuff like basically couldn't have been more obvious that you weren't supposed to look there it was just like turn back don't be reading this wall Ooh, what's that irrelevant detail uh so you read the wall that had a message on it and numbers so it had different numbers on it and then a message that was like um I've been in prison now for a hundred days at the top and top was underlined was blah, blah, blah. But to my left and right and at my feet. And so the idea was that each of these directions was telling you the order of the four numbers in this vertical combination lock. Quite clever. A decent start. Okay. Yeah. She Go told on. us that some people have been stuck there for the entirety of the puzzle. Well, let's please try and find some because I need yeah, to I know to what other basic cognitive <laughs> functions are these people lacking yeah what else don't they know what sort of babies it? have been signed up to do this <laughs> escape room and the sad thing is as well that she monitors it on, and will offer clues if you're stuck so she must have been getting more and more direct with the clues to the point that it was like the combination <laughs> is 4085 now but what could it mean? Hmm. Why would the prison guard say it's a combination? Did they have combination locks in 15th century done a treason cells? Um, so we go through... The 15th century through. is such a, like... Do you, um, do you think they meant the they 1500s? And they just know. didn't know how centuries were? Because the 1400s, let's be honest... Fucking... Not boring. what happened. I don't know. Maybe there's some bit of Canterbury law that I don't know about. Um, and we'll never look up. As you were trying call. to theme it around. So we go through, we crawl through this tiny little hatch, which was unpleasant because the room on the other side was quite low lighting. And I could, all I could see was uh, straw and boxes, two of my least favourite things to find in a room. And yet I'm um, sure key features of the, of the 15th century. Oh, they love a bit of straw and boxes. So the first thing inside was uh, there was a big chessboard on, on a bit. There was a hatch that was locked. There was a door that was locked. There was this big, um, below the chessboard was on, it was on a kind of 
uh, outcropping of a bit of wall. And below that, you could see all these chains were done up such that you could kind of see through to the next room. So our, our goal now is to get past these chains to the next room. There's also a big grating up as well. And the chain was padlocked. So all we had to start with was this chessboard, a jigsaw puzzle that I immediately palmed off onto Jacob because I fucking hate them. Born <laughs> bastard puzzles. Um, and that he, he did successfully. And then three boxes in the room. One of them, I think, was already unlocked, but I can't quite remember. Uh, but we opened it and inside was a big thing of water. That's And a pipe in the corner of the room said, fill me. So I poured the water down this pipe. It's been about a minute that we're in the room so far, in this second room. And I up floated from the pipe a cork with two keys attached. So that was the end of being shackled. Wow. T-minus <laughs> two, two and a half minutes of shackling. <laughs> and that bit of theming is out the window. What I like I is that... I don't really that... see... No, go on. What, what I like is that the uh, the clue element was, in fact, a direct instruction as to yeah, how to me. free yourself. What could it <laughs> not, mean? Not a riddle. <laughs> not a, a, not a sort of a, a, an encrypted sentence. No. Literally, do do this. Having, you know, and you didn't even have to perform an act, really, beyond opening an unlocked box. Yeah. In order I to think do, do you think that a box was intentionally unlocked <laughs> or whether yeah, they just so. they just hadn't quite had enough time to set it up properly from the last well, prisoners <laughs> yeah one thing jacob and i noted was that maybe uh because she was quite forthcoming with additional information that didn't really want, <laughs> and we wondered if she just wanted to leave it because <laughs> she has to reset the room afterwards. she'd be like guys you answer just leave just yep, i'll open yep. the door <laughs> you've escaped Inside. well done yeah the other thing inside was this bit of uh, like metal piping that so far served no purpose. Meanwhile, I'm going to power through these next steps because there's a lot to get through and we'll be here all day. Meanwhile, Jacob has sold the jigsaw, which had two digits on it that you could read vertically. It also said in the corner of the jigsaw, PTO, which is difficult to do with the jigsaw to turn mm-hmm. it over. But luckily you could kind of lift it up and read underneath. And it said something about combine the digits with the window or something. And on the window were two other digits, which gave us four more things for Again, a combination lock. A on direct box. instructions. All Very direct. These. Very direct. Turnover. We Do this. unlock the box. Inside was the my favourite bit of the whole thing, actually. A big chess piece of a king. Remember that it's a king, lads. That'll be important later. Right. Another bit it's of... Not related, pipe. It's not related, not related to, to doing, a, doing a treason, is it? Oh, don't be silly. Actually, it's not uh, oh. not really at all. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm afraid to say good, I didn't think good, good on them. <laughs> there was also a crucifix uh, with a number on it. that I. It was also a necklace, so I decided to wear that for the rest of the good. experience. And there was a giant old-fashioned key to this door that was next to us. So, two things now happen. We unlock the door, which opens to reveal that it goes nowhere, which is always a good feature of a door. Yep. But it did have on its back... A big hangman thing done in chalk, uh, which was like five, three, and four letter words next to each other. And then a load of numbers. And having done a few puzzles in my time, this was we solved this one easily. It was like eight equals one. No. And if you read them all, yeah, of course it was. If you read them all in order, it was okay. under the door. Under the door was Velcroed, a tiny little key. You take that key and you could unlock a hatch that i haven't mentioned which was up on the other side of the wall 
like as you come into okay. this you crawl into this yep. door and at the do- the diagonally opposite side from where you've crawled in was a hatch that you could look through but had previously been locked and all you could see on the other side were skeletons <gasps> and handprints which that was the best bit of that's theme. fucking theme that is yeah it was good actually oh also i should have mentioned in all these boxes that we've opened so far there are skulls and bones and shit <laughs> i see so, been, so um, they're really milking that particular skeletal theme yeah very much so i'd been as we collected them just sort of uh putting them all together like a kind of toolbox of stuff that we had so we at this point had about five skulls on the go a big line of bones, more <laughs> more chain and padlocks than you could care to mention. <laughs> Already losing track of what key did what. So the key under the door opened the hatch here. And when you slide the hatch to the side, straight in front of you, about maybe eight feet, ten feet away, was a big anachronistic red button, such as you might launch a nuke with in a film. Directly from the 15th century. Yeah, well, I've forgotten that they invented those in that century, but mm-hmm. they're a pioneering age. To the left now revealed, because you could kind of stick your head in this hatch if you so chose, which you didn't really want to, but you had to, was uh, <laughs> about five lines of prose. And what it was, right, it was stuff like, the king set off on the fourth day after the Sabbath and rode seven miles to the north. His armies were sheltered three miles to the east and now, all this kind of shit. Now, look, I'm, I don't want to... I don't want to maybe break this. It's, it's not to do... the chessboard is it you are on the right track <laughs> so what this is nice a nice bit of the puzzle design though because uh lots of people are quite stupid i can imagine that they wouldn't the only connection that you would make was that you they had a lot of numbers going on so it was obvious that you had to do something with these numbers because the king chess piece did not look very king like at all he looked more like a horrid monster figure <laughs> that you might meet in an alley he'd been deformed he was a richard third star right and so what you had to do, it turns out this chessboard was a maze internally and the king was magnetic. So you had to very slowly follow the instructions. So if he was riding seven miles north, you go forwards, mm-hmm. east, you go right, whatever. And you follow all these instructions. And then the idea was that at the end, the king kind of, I think it was like, then the king fell off his horse. The end was something really abrupt. <laughs> and at the end of the maze, you pull the magnetic king off the chessboard and whatever had been attached underneath would come out we had to do this maybe seven times before it actually worked so it was a lovely <laughs> idea but the the magnetic power of the king was unfortunately lacking <laughs> and when so when eventually it did work uh a little ball bearing came out which had a combination on it for uh the main box i think in the room which was like this big old treasure box Inside, you've guessed it, there's pipe and there was a book with a number on to go with our cross with a number on. Couldn't wear that one, sadly. And another combination box inside. Right. Okay. So we've got all this pipe and a button. There's only one thing for it. We put all the pipe together. We snooker-like extended it over the, the bridge of the hatch. We hadn't really bothered, we noticed at this point, to kind of secure it very well. So it was bending quite a lot. <laughs> we had to kind of aim at about 80 degrees upwards so that it would <laughs> dip enough to hit the button. But when it did hit the button eventually, because you can imagine, I think this was the best crafted moment of the experience because right. everyone's going to be, we were only doing it with two people, but if you imagine, I think you can do it with six maybe. You're all going to be gathered around this hatch, like trying to guide 
very precisely this little rod to touch a button without it falling well, off. Because if mean, it falls off, I think you're just fucked. Like, that's well, I mean, end. and that that's only if you manage to get past the first room with the uh, with the vertical combination. Or and unshackle yourself, of course. Well, exactly. Famous, famously challenging bit. <laughs> um, so everyone's going to be crowded around here. It's a tense, a quiet moment. And what happens is as soon as you touch the button, it was extremely sensitive the loudest bang I've ever heard erupts from behind <laughs> you. It was horrible. It put me on edge for the whole rest of the... There were no more, like, jump scares in the whole show, I was going to say, whole experience. But that one alone made it feel like there could be more, which was quite clever, yeah. although I imagine unintentional. And what happened was it had released a big 14th century... 15th century, sorry, electromagnet on the ground oh, behind the chains. And so this massive metal grill had fallen flat into the floor and clattered to a halt, now allowing you to crawl through, were it not for the chains that were blocking it. So the last step was, on the back of the grill, now visible, a combination for a box inside one of the other boxes that had a key that would undo the chains, so you could pull out all the chains and go through, crawling into the darkness. Uh With me so far? Yep. Cool. So we go into the next room, and it's like that bit in... The first Harry Potter with all the, you know, when all the keys are flying around. Yeah. yeah. It was like that, but less flying and more hanging. Right. Like 150 keys hanging up about eight foot in the air and a box and a load of uh, like guttering. And basically this room didn't make a lot of sense. All you did was combined all the guttering on a wall. Right. So that it made like a track and then you found a key somewhere. I can't remember. Oh, no, no. Well, what was it? Once you'd done the guttering, yeah. a ball rolls out or something. And it was a little UV ball, like one that glows purple under UV light. Right. This bouncy ball. And the whole room changed to UV, which meant that the key, like one of the keys was marked with a UV pen or a sticker or something. Right. So that was like the whole room done. Oh, okay. oh And then there was a combination where we had to use the book and the Bible for some stupid thing. We're now in the final room. We We didn't know that at the time. We crawl through. And for some reason, the room was just a modern-day office. Like, they'd completely forgotten their own theme. Oh, okay. It was supposed to be that you'd, gr- like, crawled out of the prison cell, I guess, and into, like, the warden's office. Right. But you just had normal, modern stuff. Like, you had a bookshelf. They didn't have those in the past. Right. You had normal, like, modern-day clothes hanging up, which I immediately dressed up in, thinking they might be part of the the next room. There yep. was no more room to come. Oh, so okay. I put on this big trench coat. It had a policeman's whistle. Right. Uh, a shirt, trousers, that sort of thing. They were all giant. And inside this room, we had to... It's hard to say what order you were supposed to do stuff in. There was a load of, like, wanted signs hanging up. And on the back of them was a combination. And, we, and then there was a big logbook of all the different inmates. And I think you found... The, the number on the back of those signs corresponded to like the, the inmate prison number of right. one of the people. So you go to that page. Their surname was, I think she's called Mary Bailey, but it's spelled B-A-Y-L-Y, which was the letter combination to unlock this quite cool device I hadn't seen before. That is like a... They have one in the Da Vinci Code. I forget the name for them. It's like a Da Vinci invention, supposedly. Oh, where right. you just It's like you scramble letters yep, to yep. create a code. I know the one. And inside that was a door handle. And there was a door out of the room that had no handle. So we thought, oh. we'll add that together. So we stick the door handle into the 
door, and instead of anything normal happening, the whole room immediately blacked out, and someone started, like, pounding on the door. Oh, no. And shouting. It was horrible. It was a really upsetting moment. The lights kept... I instinctively blew my policeman's whistle. (laughs) That's my reaction to danger. To assert a kind of high-pitched authority. Yeah. Through the vehicle of the whistle. The lights came back on, and that was it that was all that happened at that point there seemed to be nowhere else to go but what we understood was that she hadn't actually banged on the door she'd banged on the back of the bookshelf so we had to take all these books off there were like 150 books on the shelf so at this point we were basically like removal men for this escape room just carrying books off into piles Mm -hmm. and we didn't want to like just chuck them off because we knew she was going to have to clear them up immediately afterwards so we were trying to be quite careful like putting them nicely down and at the back of it was like a false wall that you could pull right. off, which is quite cool. And it said on this false wall, it had a big chalk drawing of one of the books. And we were like, oh, fuck, I've got to have to find a specific book that I'll have the key in. And sure enough, we did have to find a specific book. But luckily, I found right. it in like the first 10 that I looked through because we could have been there for hours. They were all like old charity school books, charity school books, charity shop books that were like fraying and decayed title pages. So you could barely see what they were anyway. We found the book. There was a key inside, opened the door. You're just out in the corridor where you started. The The woman rocks up out of her office and she's like, so you've uh, escaped now, guys. Um, how was it? And it was, it was, um, it's not that it wasn't fun. It's that asking that question just took all the fun out of it and i felt so underwhelmed by the fact that you come out into a modern day corridor and the story just ends like you've escaped into the future because she just sort of ambled down like she's cleaving on facebook or something ambles down the corridor yeah so well done guys do you mind if we take a photo for the facebook page which we'll put up on the site uh with your time we did like 50 51 52 minutes or something she's like yeah that's fine cool well thanks for playing see you next time and we were just carted out onto the street with no time left to kind of process the experience and i think that's the that's what yeah like i said at the start what i took away from it most is that there are bits of it that were so cool and bits that were like done really well like playing yeah. with the idea that uh there could be jump scares at any moment or that someone else might come into the room because there was this hatch mechanic through which she would deliver clues every so often and she would just like slam it shut. So it kept you slightly on edge the whole time. But if you're going to end it with just coming out into a corridor and being welcomed into the future before just being kicked back out onto the street, yeah, it just undermines all the gravitas from it. Yeah. So what I think is we should work towards a limited time only, site-specific, shame city escape room for our listeners. I'm thinking for episode 100, yeah. <laughs> we should try and rent a space. Yeah. Fill it with skeletons. <laughs> and, uh, a bit of flimsy chain and off we go. Because it felt like, it was much like, do you remember the thing we did in Edinburgh? The Blood Will Have Blood show. Oh, goodness. Yes. Tell tell people about that briefly. Well, we we did, we went to this show and it, it we weren't expecting it to be good. Like, this is the, the main thing. Yeah. Is that it described itself as an interactive theatre experience and it was a Hamlet uh, Macbeth sorry spin-off where yeah. you which is everyone present everyone in the in room, room. <laughs> is uh, Flayance oh, we bank- oh yeah, yeah we Flayance Banquo's son yeah. um, and 
there was this only one actual actor or actress mm-hmm. in the uh, in the piece who was playing nebulous witch uh, number one nebulous mute witch yeah, that's the one it. yeah uh, and you instead had a headset on and you would be told the story and given lots of instructions <laughs> as this went um and essentially it was an office room um that had some rags tied to the walls and the floor was covered in sticks but not for long because our oh, yeah. first instruction was to pick up all the sticks uh, and that was the show. <laughs> and then our second instruction was to wash the rags. Um, oh, yeah, that was a show. Which I leant over to Isaac at this point and lifted up the, the headset and just said, I say headset, took off the earphones, uh, and said that it felt very much like we were just clearing up for them. Like it was they towards, it was towards the end of the festival. Like maybe this yeah. was like the last showing. <laughs> 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 just get them to do that. Um, there was a bit where we had to learn how to sword fight, but with sticks. And if you weren't very good, the witch made you do some sewing or something at the <laughs> edge so of good. the room. It was such a sad <laughs> statement. Just, on your just lack to of see, ability. like, this like, balding 50 year old man, already out of place, just humiliated, <laughs> made to sit in the corner and fucking sew and weep. We um, had a little sword fight, though. You got the smallest stick in the world. It was uh, genuinely no bigger than one of my own fingers uh, and <laughs> broke instantly. So I picked up the biggest fucking branch I could find <laughs> in the place. <laughs> but then, uh, oh yeah, you, you were given a, a, se- a selection of items. Yeah. Little trinkets. And you had to, mm. to pick one to keep. And it was like meant to be something really, <laughs> it was like a major character yeah. decision point because they, the way it was about, a lot but, of it was, um, can we just say simultaneous audio? Yeah. But then there were lots of bits or not lots, a few bits that it was like, yeah, I was going to say just for one person at a time. We say major, but it, you know, it affected about three moments uh, yeah. and not heavily because what, how could it all differ with you being in the same room? <laughs> um, one person. Um, but, then when we left, there was just a bloke with a big bag, like a sort of Sainsbury's bag, being like, yeah, could you just pop the trinkets back in there? It was funny, because in the show itself, it was like, you take... It was a little like leather pouch yep. that you got them all out of, and you it was said something along the lines of, you want to keep hold of that one. So you do, you keep hold of that one and put the rest back in the little bag. Then about two minutes later, it was like, you want to put that other trinket back now? <laughs> Safekeeping. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to lose it on this floor of twigs. And so it, it ended with this kind of war paint moment that uh, oh, yeah. Toby, the director of the play I was doing, m- not minutes later, was upset about because I arrived <laughs> to play Alan Bennett covered in war paint. <laughs> but it was um, the whole thing, like the escape room, had to me the vibe of this could work so well if you put a bit more yeah. thought and effort into it. We're just not quite there artistically. Because I think it's a really cool idea to have different it's quite isolating it's weirdly isolating considering you're in a room full of people and it was such a small room when you're the one being given instructions only yeah. to be like you come forwards to meet the witch and you kind of look nervously around to see if anyone else is going and they're not and no. then you go forward to meet the witch and she says nothing and does probably nothing but tells you to do some more washing up or something. yeah but as a concept i think it has yeah. a, lot of, a lot of legs but yeah i think we should uh, we should definitely look into doing one all we need is to hire a space and a fuck ton of skulls yeah. and to get like 
eight thousand padlocks. <laughs> I, if anything, it was it was a bit too reliant on padlocks. <laughs> I was I didn't want to say, but uh, but yeah, it felt that way. Because by the end, I'd been like collecting them all to kind of keep it a bit tidy. By the end, it was just a big box of <laughs> padlocks, keys, and bones, basically. But I would say I would recommend an escape room experience. I think we should do one together. Yeah, definitely. I've looked up what the best one's supposed to be. Okay. And it's in London, so we can Brilliant. go and do that and report yeah, back in that. a future episode. Other than that, though, we've got an hour 16 now. Unless you've got any more to say, I think we should wrap up. Uh, no, I think that we can... Uh, I only had a couple of uh, things from my from my trip to Ireland. Oh, yeah, of but, course. Uh, you've been on holiday. Well, let's cover all that on... Wednesday's we'll, we'll, we can cover special. that in the, yeah in Wednesday's episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I think that that's a, as good a place to any to end. Should we let's eschew some, the feature, or are we going to? Go yeah, let's it? eschew it this week. I think because we've yeah. got two. Uh, we did a lot of admin. That story went on longer than I thought. Exactly, and I would just like to recap it all quickly. Shame.city is the website. There's all sorts of stuff there. You can listen to the episodes online, find our social media stuff. Shame.city slash contest for the competition. That's open until like the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, TAS at shame.city is the new email address. At that's a shame cast. At Isaac BD. At cynical Declan. I think that's everything. Yeah, I think so. If you're on an iPhone, if you're on iOS or an iPad or anything like that, go to shame.city slash review. Oh yeah, give us an iTunes review. Yeah, iTunes reviews mean a lot <coughs> to us lads. We'd really appreciate them. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think that does it for this milestone episode. How's it been for you, Declan? How do you feel we've uh, treated the milestone? I think we've done it justice. I think it started, you know, I wasn't sure. <laughs> it was very yeah. admin, form heavy. It certainly was. It was a form-based episode. But I feel like you've saved it with oh, the uh, well, with the story of of the Jacob and the peasant <laughs> that's the one <laughs> thank you very much for listening yes, guys we'll be guys. back on Wednesday with episode 11 yep. it's going to be a great one we'll hear all about Declan's adventures in Ireland I want to talk about uh, all this nonsense freelance work I've been doing <laughs> Declan's got a lot to say on the topic oh of, yes <laughs> of writing articles uh, until Wednesday then this has been that's a shame I've been Isaac I've been you've Declan. been Declan Thank you for listening. See you next week. See you then. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strides. I mean the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life Wherever I wander Wherever I roam I couldn't be fonder Of my big home The bees are Some honey just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you
the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities, oh Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Wherever I wander, wherever I, wherever I roam, wherever I, I couldn't be fonder, could be fonder my, new home. my new home. The bees are buzzing in the tree to make some honey just for me. The bare necessities of life will come to you. Come to you.